Welcome, 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 everyone, to another episode of the She Ventures Now podcast. I am your host, Gayon Nicole, and I'm also the founder and coach at SheVenturesNow.com, where I encourage millennial women to make quantum leaps in personal change, either in their career, their creativity, or their confidence. With me today, in today's interview, I had the opportunity to um, touch base with a fellow Mastermind member, Jernay Alexander. She and I both are part of Thinking Grow Chicks Mastermind that launched last year, and I've been able to not only um, brush shoulders with her, but really get to know her and understand her focus and her passion for business strategy. Jernay is the founder of HerNation.com. And she is also known as a business strategist, and she's originally from Kansas City. She's a proud wife, mother, and friend. Some of her ahas that she'll be discussing include um, not needing anyone's permission to be successful. And I know that a lot of us can probably uh, learn a lot from that concept. Secondly, she believes that life doesn't come with a syllabus, which is so true. There's no real playbook. There's no one gives you a playbook on parenthood. No one gives you a playbook on dating. And no one definitely gives you a playbook on entrepreneurship. And then thirdly, she um, has found one of her biggest ahas has been anything is possible if you have a plan. Without further ado, listen in on Jernay's startup story. All right. Welcome, 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 Jernay, to the She Ventures Now podcast. Thank you so much for Hi. the time. No problem. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you, Miss Business Strategist, the Glow Up founder. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! I I just love it. I love I love that we've connected through our mastermind with Think and Grow Chick, and I love your enthusiasm. Um, not only to just kind of be on your grind with starting your own business and serving the people that you want, um, but just your willingness to like, yeah, I'm going to jump on this podcast. Like this, I want to tell my story. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And let's segue to your story. Let's let's start with that. Like, who are you, Jernay? <laughs> Uh, who is Janae? I am a compassionate goofball with a thirst for adventure. That's probably how I would describe myself. Uh-huh. I'm originally from Kansas City, Kansas, and I currently reside in Dallas, West Texas. Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm married um, to I'm... my best friend and high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I thought I muted that. I, must have unmuted I, I that. had to, uh, just it was a quick t- tech thing. I had to mute you again whenever I make you the host. I'm sorry, whenever I spotlight the video on you, it un- automatically unmutes you. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I married my best friend and high school sweetheart, and we have a beautiful eight-month-year-old um, eight daughter. Eight-month-year-old, that doesn't make sense. Eight-month-old daughter and a furry child named Angel who just was led inside. I don't know if you saw her in the back or not. That's awesome. Okay. That's so great. Thank you so much for giving us the background. I love that you married your high school sweetheart. Oh man. I would, <laughs> I think in the past I would have been jealous, but I just think that's so cool that there's people out there who millennials that still marry their high school sweetheart. So that's really cool. Um, let's tell us more about your entrepreneurship story. Like how did you, 
how did you get to the place where you said to yourself, you know what, I want to, um, I want to start my own business, you know, tell us about, you know, the, the moments, the things that people don't get a chance to necessarily hear from your website or even in your elevator pitch about what you do. Um, you know, don't overlook the small stuff, but just let us know like the things that trigger you to be like, I'm going to make this move and, and this is really going to be, you know, how you level up. So go ahead and tell us about that. Well, I have had four jobs since. It's okay. I've had four jobs since I graduated from college, and I was unhappy. Uh, In a nutshell, I was basically just reviewing my life and saying, "This is not my life. This is not what my life is supposed to be." Mm -hmm. And I need to do something that I love, and I need to do something that. I'm passionate about and give a dang about and that pays me what I'm worth and the only way that I'm going to get that kind of money is if I'm paying myself so <laughs> I decided to uh, start my own business um, I went back to school I earned my master's degree in business uh, this past January actually and then this um, this past May I started full-time in my company um, so that's like the quick story about my entrepreneurship journey yes. and currently yeah, I'm focused on building my tribe and my online presence, and I'm working on launching a new strategic solution in the uh, first quarter of next year, so be on the lookout for that. I love it. Really quickly, did you, did you graduate with your MBA, or are you, did you start it in January? Yes, yeah, so I graduated in January. I started back in 2010, and so five years later, I'm finally done. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. No, congratulations. Like, for real. That's a big deal, man. Okay. Your master's is no, is no small feat. I'm going to be finishing, God willing, this, this uh, December, so I know. I know the pains you go through to finish a grad school degree. Um, oh, like, trying to build your own thing. Like that's not, and then kudos to you for being a mom and a wife. So, man. That's why it took so long. Like I had to take like a year and a half off in, in doing my studies and I had to pick it back up. So it's a, it's a lot, but we're done. Hallelujah. Yes, for sure. All right. So let's jump into the next question, right? I, this is sort of an oxymoron question, but I really, really love to hear, again, stories from uh, emerging millennial entrepreneurs. And so my first, my second question to you is, what would be your best failure moment so far? And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of times we hear the the catchphrases of it's, you know, fail fast, fail forward, but we forget that failing is just legitimately hard. Like sometimes you can... (laughs) You'll make a blunder, <laughs> something hard that you had to go through. So I want to hear something that happened so far in your entrepreneurship journey that you would say you learned from, but it was a failure moment. Hmm. Um, that's funny because this business started with failure, actually. Yeah. Uh, six years ago, I was in the darkest time of my life. Like literally, it was the darkest period that I've experienced thus far, hopefully ever. But um, every month, every day, faithfully on the first of the month, I had an eviction notice on my door. Um, so everybody in my apartment knew that I was struggling like hardcore. Um, I was unemployed for nine months straight before I was able to even get a little part-time job. So I didn't have any money. 
my uh, my uh, roommates were both unemployed as well. They were in college. Um, I had already graduated, but they didn't have a job. I couldn't get food stamps because I didn't have a job. Like it just it was just this round circle of this is why you're not you're not able to do anything because you don't have a job. And I didn't have a car, so I couldn't really get anywhere. Even if I had a job, it was going to be difficult to get there. My accounts were in the red. My cards were maxed out. Like everything you could think of that could go wrong was going wrong. And I really just had no desire to go home as a failure. Like I said, this wasn't supposed to be my life. Like I did everything quote unquote right. I went to school and got good grades. I went to college. I graduated. I didn't have any children. I didn't have any like it like stuff like extra baggage I was doing everything that they say you're supposed to do and I wasn't getting anything like I I didn't have a a happy situation going on so I just sat down I was like you know what you can sit in this apartment and suffer or you can suffer on the beach so I said yeah I'm gonna go suffer on the beach (laughs) (laughs) um I, I don't recommend this, but this is what I had to do for my own self is I actually just kind of took a hiatus from my own life. And I flew to LA um, to help my good friend build her business. I just needed some kind of a distraction. I told her, you know, I can't, uh, you know, I can't do everything, but if you just give me a place to live, and just feed me, I would do whatever, you know, is in my pos- in, you know, wow. my ability to help you. And she said, come on. So I literally went there for about three months. And it was, a, it was like one of the greatest experiences ever. Like, I met an award winning producer, I, I met three celebrities, including Brandy Norwood and uh, Niecy Nash, those are my two favorite ones. Yeah. Um, I hosted professional dance auditions. I took professional dance courses at the Debbie Reynolds studio. Wow. I mentored teens girls. Yeah. Um, I fed the homeless on Skid Row. Like I did all these things that I never imagined doing on, on zero dollars, like zero money. And that's when I realized that I had the power to create my own opportunities. Right. So when, yeah. when I got Excuse me. When I got back, um, I just said a prayer and I was like, God, you know, what am I, what am I doing? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? And oddly enough, he asked me a question. It was like, well, what do you want to do? Which surprised the heck out of me because I thought that God was just going to say, do this, do that. But he turned it back and said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to help women so that they don't have to go through what I went through. I don't want them to have to struggle as hard as I am struggling. I don't want them to suffer as deep as I was suffering. And I, I said it really quickly, but it was a very depressing, difficult time emotionally for me and spiritually for me. So I also learned that depression is a real experience. It's not something that people should just toss around. It's a real thing. And if you need help, you should get the help that you need. But yeah. um, that's the conversation I had. And ever since then, I started my company. And just this past year, I decided to go full time and actually start helping people. So that is my best failure moment thus far. Wow. Seriously? Thank you for telling us that. Thank you for being vulnerable and being transparent about your story. Obviously, it made you into the woman that you are right now. Um, it made you the go getter and the faith 
fulfilled woman that you are now. So I know there's going to be a couple people that can benefit from hearing that, you know? Um, so let's talk about some, let's, let's, I guess, unravel the layers a little bit more about Miss <laughs> Uh, is your last name Roland? Who's Janae Roland? Um, um, that's my maiden name. My married name is Alexander. It's still in my email though, so you'll see Roland on there. My apologies. My apologies. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, I would love to even unpack just a bit in the next question some of your expertise, right? So some of the things that you would say are thought patterns, aha moments, or mindset shifts that you that you learned over your journey in becoming an entrepreneur and even operating your business now. Take us to sometimes or the things that happened that made you overcome them or just maybe even fast, you know, sometimes we get fast epiphanies. You read a book and you're like, there it is. That's what I needed. Whatever. Like take us to your aha moments and um, thought patterns that have shifted in you becoming an entrepreneur. Okay. Well, if we're starting with our thought patterns, so the first thing I had to break in my mind was the, the idea that traditional business is the only way to do business. Um, I did five years in corporate America, and, you know, that's all about suits and the jargon and the certifications, and it's very black and white, and it's kind of boring and old, but for whatever reason, I thought that's how I had to be. And so I was operating from a space that wasn't authentic and um, it was damaging because I was trying to put on this front and I was trying to put on this facade, facade of what I thought a businesswoman was supposed to be. And I had to break that because in reality, business should come from an authentic um, place in order to survive. So I had to dig inside of myself and say, who am I? Now, what does that mean for my business? Now, what does that mean for my clients and my target audience? Um, so I guess I'm pairing my ahas with my, my thought pa um, pattern. So, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I have they're one and the same. Thought. I just use different words to describe it, but go ahead. Um, another one would be that success, I thought it was instant if you followed proven strategies. Like if you follow these three steps, you're going to get success. Yeah. And it's going to happen in a year. Mm -hmm. um, no. have, you, have you ever seen that movie um, he's just not that into you yes I have yeah I thought that I was the exception instead of the rule <laughs> yeah um, so really just learning that no things take time and real life doesn't come with a syllabus you have to create your own strategy follow that and then make alterations as, as necessary and that will happen again and again and again for now and for always. Um, right. So I definitely had to understand that concept. And then I thought that you needed tons and tons of money um, to make money. And I wasted a lot because of that. I guess it wasn't all a waste, but I spent more than I, than I should have spent. And what I realized is that everything you need to run a successful business is already inside of you but yeah. it takes education and experience to bring it out of you. Um, so you want to be strategic about what you invest in um, when it comes to developing the knowledge and developing the skills to do what you're trying to do in your business. Um, so if cash is king, you know, creativity is queen because you have to be creative with 
whatever you have now. You may not have a thousand dollars to put into marketing, but you have a free Facebook account. So you got to be creative and use that to its maximum potential. And then of course, there's like a million things online you can look up to find information. Mm -hmm. Um, So those were like the big ones for me. Um, Oh, oh, oh. Um, what else? What else? What else? Ah, this one, this was my biggest epiphany in my business, I think, um, that I've had is you don't need permission. Uh, you don't need anyone's permission to be successful. It is. Uh, meaning, okay, <laughs> you know, um, uh, meaning that we usually are looking for validation from people in our lives. Yeah. And that could be limiting. You know, your mentor Very. may not be able to see what you can see. Yeah. And I think I'm still overcoming that. Like I believe it. And I think I'm still overcoming it because it's, and I didn't mean, I did not mean to cut you off. So go ahead and finish your thought. Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was, um, I was saying to myself as you were talking, you know, it's so insidious. Like it's so layered into everything we do to want yeah. validation. And it's so, when I say insidious, it's like, we think, because especially on this online business, I think, industry and front, it's so, um, so you buy a course. The course is supposed to educate you, empower you, whatever tool, whatever trick, whatever technique, so that you can do whatever it is you do better, more efficient, effective. And it's like, we think, I'm, my opinion is sometimes we want this validation that I finished a course. So now I can do what I'm supposed to do. And it's like, you don't need the validation of that's not the goal. That's not the work. (laughs) You know what I mean? I hate to sound so passionate, but you know what I'm saying? Right? Like we always think that something has to happen. We put these weird precursors before the actual work. And it's like, you don't need that on like that. You don't need it. You know, it's hard, though, because it's like you said, it's hardwired into us from preschool. Like they literally tell you, if you do this, you'll get this. You do these assignments, you'll get a good grade. And that's the whole goal. So we apply that to our life. We're like, okay, well, if I do this, then I'm going to get it. And it's just like, no. And there is no teachers giving us a good a gold star. Like there's nobody there to give you a gold star. It's just you. You are giving yourself the gold stars. And um you have to protect that. Like you have to protect your dream from people, unfortunately, from people who are not ready to accept that about you. Like you've accepted it for yourself, but you have to protect it from people who don't have that vision because I mean, they just don't have it. You'll have to show them later, but they might discourage you. Unfortunately, sometimes it's our family and our loved ones who say, "Uh, I don't think that's a good idea or I don't see you that way. Well, you know, you got to shield yourself from that because you will get discouraged right. and it could stop you. So, yeah, yeah man. I find, um, too, and, and we're totally going on a tangent, but I think it's relevant. I find that sometimes I think the sales psychology and the marketing strategies and, oh, my gosh, I, 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 I'm totally going to go there. Am I going to go there? Am I going to do it? Go okay, there. I'm, just go there. I, I just think, like, sometimes – it's like, it's like, I don't know if you saw the documentary, um, what the health? Did you see what the health? Okay. No. Well, you see it, girl, it's crazy. But what that 
what that documentary reminded me is like sometimes in the business arena, entrepreneurship arena, I think we can, um, if you are discerning or if you're perceptive enough, again, about the whole validation thing, I think sometimes people don't realize it, but they're well-meaning and they might coach you to believe you might need this other service or product or technique playing off of the fact that they know you desire validation. Mm. Saying so, it's like the culture has the culture. Everything from kindergarten, academia, all of the times we went back to school for validation, thinking we needed another degree. And this is, I'm talking about me. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> the culture has played into the knows our desire to be validated, and sometimes again, well-meaning people might make you think you need something else to be validated to do what you tell. I'm just, I'm just packing it in. I I don't know. It's so near and dear to my heart because I think I'm so big on women's empowerment and it's hard to feel powerful if you don't fix these, these latent mindset shifts that it's like, stop thinking, you know, something as small as me, right? I am trying to get into the video space. I feel like I need more makeup and it's like, no, you don't, you don't need more makeup. Stop. What? Are you kidding me? I'm just saying, I'm being vulnerable. Like sometimes I'm like, no, but I look too shiny. No. It's like, stop. Now, whether or not I go get it, it doesn't matter. It's immaterial. But I mean, you don't need another thing. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Go back to you, though. It's all about your story. No, you you are 100, a thousand percent right. It's like, I think by nature, women are pack animals, you know. Yeah, we were best in groups. And so the power and influence of our group has a grip on us, you know, but when you become a business owner, you have to find a new pack. I mean, you don't have to get rid of your old pack, but you can't go to them for business. You go to them for the normal stuff, but you need to find a new, you know, entourage (laughs) or a new pack to belong to. So you're right. And if you're, if you need that validation, Guyana, I will tell you, you look gorgeous. Your makeup is on point. <laughs> Thank you. Now do it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's just, it's so good that you mentioned that as an aha moment though. That's cool. Did you have any other ones that you wanted to share? Um, well, <laughs> um, I think that's all that I could think of at this moment, but if I think of more, I'll definitely uh, let you know. For sure, for sure. All right, cool. So the next question is, is what is one thing that you think makes or breaks a novice entrepreneur, especially you being a business strategist? Something that I would love to hear is just even your purview of people that come to you for advice or even past clients. What do you think is like the deal breakers of what makes somebody launch a business, get it up, or at least follow through on their startup strategy? We have soft skin. (laughs) Um, we are kind of used to instant gratification Mm -hmm. and so when we don't get what we thought we were going to get we tell ourselves that it wasn't for us right um we say this is too confusing or this is too difficult or this isn't this isn't what i thought it was or i don't have what it takes because somewhere between starting and our results when, when the results don't reflect what we thought they would be, we just say, oh, you know, I'm not good enough. But the truth is, is you are getting good enough. You just have to accept that this is where you are right now. And so instead of saying, oh, this is, you know, what was me? It's like, no, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm trying to go. 
how do I get there? So that's my biggest thing is to draw that out in all of my clients to say, okay, this is the reality. You know, it may suck or it might be great. I don't know. What, whatever the situation is, I'm going to dig it up. We're going to examine it. We're going to dust it off. And then we're going to say, okay, what pieces are missing? Because this is just one little, you know, if I was a, uh, in, what are they, paleontologist, and I've dug up, you know, your thigh bone, this isn't the whole dinosaur. Like, this is just one little bone. Now we got to find the rest. Like, we got to unearth the rest. Um, so I think we have soft skin. I think we are quitters. <laughs> but, I, you know, the U.S., I don't know if it's a U.S. thing or the world thing, but there's so many other things to do. There's so many things that we're like, oh, if I don't like it, I'll just try this. Or if I don't like it, I'll try that. And then the Internet is like, you want it, you got it. Or if McDonald's is like, yeah. you want it, you got it. Super insightful. Yeah, that instant gratification runs deep too. That, that totally yeah. such an insightful thought because I think too, what ma- makes or breaks a novice entrepreneur um, is uh, so it's funny too because coming from the corporate America scene, I think what happens is a job mentality co- has co- kind of coddled us. So it's like you sign up for a job and you only provide this specific service, right? Like you sign up for a job you work for your employer, you provide, you know, the, this is your job description, just these things. It's this department, it's this list of tasks. You sign up to be an entrepreneur, the business rises and falls off you. You are not just one department, you are spoken the week, like you cannot think like a, an employee, you know, like you can't. At all. So you kind of have to, it's, it's interesting too, because that soft skin though, I think it comes from being coddled in a job mentality. That's, it's so cool that you said soft skin. I really appreciate that. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to rapid fire questions. You ready for this? So rapid fire questions are short and sweet answers to questions that I think any entrepreneur needs to tackle uh, from the get go, right? And so as a business strategist, I would love for your input on like these rapid fire questions. So if I ask you okay. to open it for sure, then I'm going to like, you know, then give us, give me your answer. But for the most part, keep your answer short. Cool. Okay. I'm, I'm going to try to keep them short and sweet because I do like to talk. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that's, I'll try to keep it like one I'm not thing. saying you're talking too much. I'm saying like just for the rapid fire side, side, but. Yeah, I know. I'm just letting you know, I, I like to talk. So your mind is like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. So the first one is if business operations and branding were in a boxing match, according to you, who would you think would win? Operations, uh, because it's kind of like a cake. Operations is the cake and branding is the icing. You don't really need the icing to eat the cake. So. Love it. I love it. Number two, you've been given the task of writing the manual on entrepreneurship. Page one, according to you, says. It says, you've just been selected as tribute. May the odds ever be in your favor. I like that. I like that. I like that. Why Why use that? Why use that Hunter Games? <laughs> because it's a battle. Like, it is a full-on battle for survival. And if you just, you know, not just hang in there, but if you fight for your life, you will be successful. You'll make a big impact. But it's it's going to be the fight of your life. True. Yeah. 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 Number three. 
All right, and I want to put a preface on this question because I don't want you to think in terms of just monetary cost. I want you to think of all of the, the whole holistic idea of cost. So the cost of starting up a business for you has been what? Mm. A big chunk of my social life has, has disappeared. Yeah. Um, monetarily, yes, it's been like an $8,000 game over the past six years in counting. Yeah. Um, and then giving up some of the luxuries um, in life, like going without, you know, going without certain things so I can put more time and more attention and more money into my company. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I, I'm sure you understand the reason for that question, because I think some people have, and it's not just some people, I think when we're novices, right, we think that business startup is like this one-time cost and it's like uh it's not a line item thing it's it's an actual <laughs> your life will need to change you know it's a cost there's a cost here it's an opportunity cost number four according to Jernay, what does great what is great customer service great customer service is a group effort um it takes a good a good customer <laughs> because some people are terrible customers. Yeah. <laughs> and then it takes you delivering. You need to deliver on what you say you're going to do, and you need to do it well without excuses. I love it. love it. Number five, what would be your personal philosophy on sales? Uh, people don't like to be sold to, but they love to shop. So make sure that you have a uh, warehouse full of options for them because they're ready to shop, but they don't want you to knock on their door and try to sell them a vacuum. Nice, 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 nice. Number six, your business mentor is? Um, I honestly don't have a personal business mentor. I have teachers that I really enjoy, um, but I'm still looking for a mentor who I can get to know on a personal level and um, so that they can help me get to the next, the next step. I like it. I like it. Number seven, your greatest success moment. So big or small, don't even trip. It's personal. Just whenever a client tells me that I inspired them or that I made a difference, I know that I'm doing the right thing. So that's the confirmation that is the best thing in the world. That's the, big, the biggest success I could ask for. Perfect. I like that. All right, so now we are in the grand finale, and what I'd love to do is to really um, bookmark our time um, with this question. I'm trying to scroll down on my page here. Um, you know, She Ventures Now is really sort of um, an emerging online life coaching brand that I've created to help millennial women, millennial young professional women, make quantum leaps in personal change. And what I'm trying to specialize in is resetting your career, starting a business, and if you're a single woman, to really level up in your love life. One of the things that is common for all of these changes that I noticed and I've observed is lifestyle redesign. I think all of lifestyle redesign undergirds any of those types of changes, and, and it's the reason why I think I'm using the phrase quantum leap, because when you make that quantum leap, you're changing your life in a way to make sure that that leap sticks, you don't fall, you know. 
What would you say is the main way you've had to redesign your lifestyle as you started your business? I've had to uh, reprioritize things. It's basically this order, faith, family, and my business. Yeah. And literally everything after that comes second. Um, if, if it, I mean, this is kind of what I do in my day to day. If something comes up and they're like, hey, do you want to hang out? I'm just like, okay, when do you want to hang out? And they're like, oh, I want to hang out at three. If I know that I have something going on in my business, no, the answer has to be no. Um, but I can ask them like, hey, are you willing to reschedule for like seven that evening? And if they're not, unfortunately, I'm just not available. But um, nothing, nothing comes, nothing trumps my business except for my family and my faith. So nice. like my daughter, she's, she's a baby. If my baby needs something, I will drop work <laughs> like a hot potato. <laughs> right. And, you know throw my computer out the window if I had to because she is more important. My husband is more important. Um, and then, of course, my faith and my journey with God, uh, making time for him every single day, every morning waking up with him and going to bed, you know, with my prayer and praying over my family. Like, those three things are just non-negotiable. So that's how I live now. Yeah. Um, for myself, it's been um, a reprioritization as well. And something else that I think that has stood out to me too is when you're, because this is sort of philosophical, so just excuse me with, if, if it sounds a little cool, but it's just, just stick with me for a second. I feel like entrepreneurs are cultural architects. So we create a world that didn't exist. And so when we create that world, we're, create, we're sort of solving problems for our target market. So for me, I have found that in order for us to do that effectively, we have to create a world of success for ourselves. So we have to create an environment where we can do that better, sharper, on point, in a way where it's streamlined, it's consistent and dependable. In so doing, for me, you know, the way in which I've had to redesign my life is like, you, this month is such a great example. I don't know if you plan your year out in advance, like by October, but I, I try to get it done right around the time of my birthday. Like Ooh. I cannot take just any old trips with friends. Why? Because I need that money to go towards the business. <laughs> you know, I can't, no, I'm just, I'm saying like, I had to redesign. Like I can't, you know, I can't be at every wedding. Like I just can't. Yeah. I just, I'm just, and it's so crazy because in part of my mind, it's like, oh, you want to, I got to, you know, no, no. And it's, it's like the hard <laughs> that remind you, oh no, I'm really trying to start this. You know, this needs to exist, you know? Yep. And so I feel like starting a business is much, there's much to be said about the similarities between starting a business and having another child. I, I feel. Uh, That's just my girl, opinion. Girl, yes. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. I can tell you from experience that you're a hundred percent correct. <laughs> you must nurture your business you child. Do. You must. Exactly. Uh, go without sleep to try to make your business survive. You have to literally just, it costs everything, blood, sweat, and tears to birth your child and to help them grow up and be self-sustained. Yes, it is a child. It, it really is. And so and <laughs> I, I think people don't recognize that you, you take your business or they don't take your business as serious until they notice that like you take it seriously. You have to miss out on it in order to see the investment come to fruition and see an ROI. 
but you know, that lifestyle redesign is so crucial, you know, and taking care of yourself, self-care for me, I'm finding that as a renewed principle too. And it's so cool to hear you say, you know, you've had to reprioritize your faith and then make sure your time with family was like on lockdown because I, I had felt like a failure just because I put my business above, you know, my, my, my faith or like even my family because of you're in the middle of like trying to get it together. <laughs> yeah. You know? So it's so cool to hear that you have found um, sort of like a stride and I feel like you are an incredible business strategist and I'm excited about the upcoming events you got going on in Dallas and you sort of building your tribe. Um, I love your enthusiasm in our accountability meetings and also pushing the envelope when it comes to using technology that is, that is, <laughs> I, I mean, no, I'm with that. Like I'm totally with that. So Janae, thank you again and again and again, just for the time, but also the vulnerability and sharing your story. You are very welcome. Thank you again for having me because we need, to, we need to have more conversations like this so people know what it is. So good for you. Like, seriously, this is going to really help some people. That's all I have for you today, friends. If you're interested in leveling up in your career, creativity, or your confidence, schedule a free consultation at SheVenturesNow.com.